Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs and welcome to the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins my name is derek diamond and we have with us this evening the official fact checker mr wally phelps hello everybody how are you good 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 fantastic things uh things not looking very hulk hogan-y today yeah (laughs) last time you were on i was quite shaven oh yes yeah it was amazing that was what a month ago so it's taken me a month has to it, get get back to my original glory. Has it already been that long? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yo, this year is already like a th- a fourth of it is already over. I know. It's almost my birthday, and I, I don't like yeah. it because I'm going to be 44, and I don't like that number. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Not a fan of the alliteration numbers? No, I don't like it. It's, it just doesn't feel right. I don't feel 44. Like, if you were to ask me how, I, how old I feel, I would say 35. 30, I feel like I'm 35, but I'm not. I'm a decade oh, older. Oh, you are nine years older. I know. It's, it's funny you say that because that's the age I'll be turning in August. Yeah, enjoy it while you can because one day you're going to wake up and be like, how the hell am I 44? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will do that as best I can. I, I feel feel like I'm at least twice that age yeah. for the most part, but it's all good. <laughs> Rampage says he feels 60. I, I feel that way some days. Trust me. I wake, right. up, wake up in the morning. I'm just like, oh, my God, am I still alive? <laughs> <laughs> this hell. Why? <laughs> yeah, get out of bed and my bones sound like brittle. Yeah. My knees like pop. Wrap. All the time now, when I'm walking, I could not make it as a cat burglar. There's no way, because my knees just pop all the time. Is someone making popcorn downstairs? Yeah. In my, last time I visited my brother, um, he was constantly laughing at me, because we'd be walking somewhere quiet. Like, we, we'd go, went to a lot of, like, flea markets, and this was, like, before the pandemic. We went, we go, we went to a lot of flea markets and stuff, and, you know, it's relatively quiet places, and all you hear is... Every time I took a step, and he just like, is that your knees? It's like, yeah. He's like, I'm older than you, and I don't sound like that. <laughs> it's like, you have firecrackers in your knees. They call you the popcorn burglar. I know. That's all they would hear is just snap, crackle, and pop all over the place. The Rice Krispie burglar has struck again. <laughs> <laughs> so how is everybody week? How's everybody's week been? Let's start with you, Wally. How's uh, how's everything going? You've been killing it on Fortnite, I see. Uh, yes, literally. Uh, I uh, even started looking at the stats of, of everybody I play with. Uh-huh. I am statistically the best player on the crew, uh, and uh, Rampage is in the middle somewhere. <laughs> so it's uh. So is that a new TV show, Rampage in the Middle? Is that yes, it is. <laughs> Life is unfair. 
<laughs> His dad is Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. Hey, uh, you know, Rampage has never seen that show. Really, Rampage? Oh, what? You gotta, you gotta watch that like tonight. You are banned from the Discord until you you go and watch Breaking Bad. He saw the first episode <laughs> and he said it was not for me. And I'm like, the first episode? What? That's the worst episode of the series. <laughs> He's yelling at you in the chat room. Shush. <laughs> but just when you do Rampage, tread lightly. Yeah, it's a, oh, it's a ride. Yeah. It's I, just, especially that last season was just one gut punch after another and, in it, every episode. It was nuts. And definitely one of the best uh, series enders of all time. Like, they oh, ended yeah. that show very well. Um, right. Even though they did go back with, uh, what was the name of that um, thing they did with El Jesse? Camino. El Camino. I liked yeah. El Camino, but honestly, could have done without it. yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. I like to have that closure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the fact that he opened a Chuck E. Cheese at the end was <laughs> very surprising. But the <laughs> fact that he became the world's greatest Donkey Kong player was deeply yeah. poetic to me. I loved it when he we, he had the Chuck E. Cheese. It's like, it's, like, it's pizza, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that little girl was inconsolable. Yeah, she was just crying and... <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so what about you, Derek? How's your week been? Pretty good. Had a uh, had a nice chill weekend this past weekend, which was very much needed. Yeah. Um, really, other than that, just um, just doing the whole the whole work thing. I didn't. I, I've posted this on Facebook, but I haven't mentioned it on the show. But um, that basketball tournament that I worked uh, back in March, I got paid for it recently, and I used part of that money to buy a drone. Wow. And it is pretty sick. I want a I'm drone. Not, it's so much fun. <laughs> I, I I should bring it to Pensacon. I don't know if I yeah. probably won't fly it, but I can at least show you guys what it's like. Well, we're gonna need some fun. drone shots for the next uh, the next short film we do. So better get good yeah. at it. Well, done. I don't think Nest Egg is gonna have that many drone shots. So do you <laughs> think you could pull off the drone shot that guy did a few weeks ago? That have you seen the bowling alley drone shot? Mm. -mm. Oh my god. It is epic. You have to look it up when we're done here tonight. Just look up uh bowling alley. I don't even know what to look for. Just look up bowling alley drone shot and you should be able to find it on YouTube. It's amazing. Well, judging by the description, the answer to your question would be no. <laughs> but I can try. <laughs> it is it's really cool though. I've been flying it around uh, quite a bit at work and gotten some cool stuff from it, so that's cool. It's it's a it's a fun little toy. Yeah, and I know you've been busy too, because I can tell it's that busy time of year for Derek because it takes him like seven hours to text you back. Yeah, <laughs> like yep, Derek's busy. <laughs> but I do get back. Yeah, you do. It may take me a bit. Yeah, but I, I I do get back because me and Wally will have entire conversations, and then like. Eight hours later, after I've already forgotten everything, it's like, ping, oh, there's Derek joining the conversation. <laughs> I'll throw in my, my two cents. I'm reaching for my phone at two in the morning yeah. to see if Derek is texting us. <laughs> yes, sounds cool. Uh, just great, exclamation point. Um, I had my first uh, show back uh, post-pandemic, uh, my first paid uh, booking. Um, over in Pensacola and got heckled 
mercilessly. Uh, oh, now I hate that I couldn't make it. So you have to go and listen to this week's Open Micers podcast to, to listen to the story of what happened. It, it was unreal. Like, I was getting heckled before I even got on stage. Like, they were ready to heckle. And I, it, it was bad. It was real bad. So go, you'll have to go wow. and listen to that story. But I'm using it as fuel to sharpen my heckler skills. So, yeah. I'm really curious as to what happened now. Eh, it's all it's all in open mic yeah. here, so go check yeah, that I'll, out. I'll <laughs> um, so we're gonna do something a little interesting tonight. We're gonna do some news stories, and uh, we're not doing uh, video game history this week, but we are going to go into uh, our roundtable discussion, which we kind of started a few few weeks ago when I did uh, Yo Noid. We started a conversation uh, about t- our top five weirdest advertising mascots. So we've all three been looking forward to this conversation. Uh, so this ought to be pretty fun. So you guys want to go ahead and uh, get the news out of the way and then go into our convo? Yes, let's, let's do, it. do it. Let's go. This is an email from Mr. Tyler Watson, who was uh, on our community episode a couple weeks back. Uh, From comicbook.com, Hallmark reveals Nintendo, Fortnite, Pokemon, and more ornaments for 2021. Uh, As is typical, Hallmark has revealed a number of keepsake ornaments that will be available for the holiday this year, which includes a bunch of different video game-related ornaments. Included in the batch are Charizard and Enderman from Minecraft, another holiday-appropriate Fortnite skin ornament, and even one for Nintendo's Super Nintendo with a little copy of Super Mario World in it. These appear to be set to release in July and range in price with the SNES, for example, costing $19.99. I'm going to have to get the uh, the Super Nintendo uh, ornament because that is awesome because it has a, a little light on it and it plays sounds from Super Mario World. Yeah, I have to get this. Yeah. Like it, that, and I, I'd love to get the Charizard one too, but the, especially the Super Nintendo one, like the, the detail in it looks really good. Yeah, they have a Legend of Zelda ornament that looks pretty cool. It's the original 8 bit uh, Link. Um, mm-hmm. They have, uh, let's see, Classic Princess Zelda. Yeah, Classic Princess Zelda. They have um, Cape Mario yeah. from Super Mario World. Yeah, um, Don- Donkey Kong, of course, from, um, in a go kart. Um, mm-hmm. They have Sonic the Hedgehog and Tails, which is a pretty cool ornament. Um, Knuckles, Charizard. I mean, these are all really cool looking. Um, I know uh, our good friend Stephanie. Uh, they used to be on the pop culture palette. I know she's going to want this Disney Kingdom Hearts Mickey ornament. So yeah. what do you say me and you, uh, while I go in halvesies on this and, and have it shipped to Stephanie for a Christmas present? Sounds like a plan. Oh, Sub-Zero. I didn't even get this far down. I didn't know they had a Sub-Zero on here. That's awesome. Yeah, there's so well, many of these that I oh, would want. Man, I got to hit up the Hallmark store. Yeah, there's one not too far from us. Yeah, right down the road. So I uh, hope Stephanie doesn't hear this so she knows what's coming for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to get several of these. And luckily there's a there's a Hallmark store in the mall down the road from my house. So definitely have to get my hands on some of these. Uh, let's see. I Okay, I'm 
put up the wrong thing here. Uh, next one's yours. Sorry. Yep. Uh, next story comes to us from NintendoLife.com. The latest Super Mario Brothers speedrun is a definitive breakthrough. If you follow the retro gaming scene on Twitch, it's likely you spend a decent amount of time watching speedrunners. It can be fascinating to see how older titles are manipulated, streamlined, and mastered over hundreds of hours. And if you happen to catch a world record live, it could be an extreme. It could be an exciting community moment. One of the true golden standards in speedrunning, Super Mario Brothers, has been a focus of attention as players look to shave individual frames off the record. Recently, a major landmark was hit, and so strong is the optimization of the speedrun for the game, it may never be broken again. Uh, Nifsky set a time of 454.948. That's the first sub 455 time ever. And at this point, it looks extremely difficult or perhaps impossible to ever record a 453 time. And the run is attached uh, to this article, uh, so you can watch it there. But speedrunners just blow my mind. And I, I specifically remember one of the first conventions I ever went to, someone did a speedrun of Mega Man X. And I had, you know, I, I didn't play the game until years later, so I had no clue how hard it was. And that made it even more impressive to me. But this, this is on a whole nother level. Yeah. No pun intended. I mean, what were you going to say, Wally? No, I just giggled at a whole other level. <laughs> well, the thing about the, you know, the Super Mario Brothers speedruns, I mean, people have pretty much got every single thing you could possibly do in this game. I mean, the, the things they have to do, the, the corners they have to cut to be able to make this time, I just don't see it being broken much faster than this. It, it's... I don't even know if you could do a computer assisted run at this point because this game has been speed has been sped run to death over the past 35 years and I don't see it getting any better than this honestly at least not for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think so either. I mean, you just think of that time and it's like how how would you top it? And plus, there's a lot of luck, too. With uh, You look at some of the speedruns, the, the world record speedruns, there's a lot of luck when it comes to, uh, you know, the final um, King Koopa fight. Like, you ha it has to be frame perfect, and you have to be able to uh, jump through. Like, there's several different ways to get through him. And, you and uh, like, the last speedrun record... The guy just got lucky with with how the hammers were thrown, and he actually jumped through the hammers without getting hit, and managed to jump over uh, King Koopa and and hit the drawbridge. So there's a lot of luck um, in the the final you know couple of seconds there of the Super Mario Brothers speed run. So I mean, you can't get much more perfect than 4:54. I mean, less than 4:55. That's just insane. It just impresses me the amount of dedication that has got to go into perfecting that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Luck is involved, but to be able to get to that point as quickly as they do. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that takes just unreal skill. You know, I, so I, I respect speedrunners. Yeah. I, I follow Arcus and watch him all the time on Twitch. And right now he's going for a record uh, on Ninja Gaiden 2. And, you know, it's all he's been playing for like 
three months now is just every day, eight hours a day, he's speed running uh, Ninja Gaiden 2. And the amount of dedication he has to put, I mean, that's why he has the followers he does. I mean, just the amount of dedication and just, I couldn't do it. I mean, as much as I love Ninja Gaiden, and, you know, I practiced a lot for, you know, the the speedrun competition that I was in, I don't think I could play that game for eight hours a day, five, sometimes six days a week for, you know, months and months on end. I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I I don't know that I could dedicate the time that has to go into a speed run. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to try something at some point, but that, that's a lot of time. Yeah, Rampage Rampage said he's never played Ninja Gaiden 2 or 3, and the thing with the Ninja Gaiden franchise is each one got progressively harder. Like, you play the first Ninja Gaiden, and, like, you know, first couple of levels, like, the game gets incrementally harder as you go through the game to where it's insane by the end of the game. And then you play part two, and you don't get like that, you know, bell curve. It like it instantly starts out like, okay, you've played the first Ninja Gaiden. This one plays just like it, and we're gonna start you out like you know how to play Ninja Gaiden. And it's like from the beginning, it's like punching you in the face. <laughs> right. Uh, for our next story, this is from NintendoLife.com. It is official. Nintendo announces Lego Luigi. And pre-orders are open now. Uh, Nintendo has officially announced that LEGO Luigi will be hitting the stores later this year. Um, And a quote, it's LEGO Luigi time. He's here to join the adventure in the LEGO Super Mario Adventures with Luigi Starter Course. Meet up with Pink Yoshi, defeat iconic enemies like Boom Boom, complete spinning seesaw and flying challenges, and collect digital coins all throughout the level. Uh, The new Luigi set isn't launching until the 1st of August, but you can actually pre-order it right now. The starter pack costs uh, $59.99 and contains all of the parts uh, found in the image that is in the article. So if you go to the article, uh, you will see the starter course. um, Let me see if I can get a bigger picture of this so I can see what all is in it. Okay, yeah, we got... uh, Oh, go to hell. I accept cookies. There's not a whole lot in this set, but the fact just the fact that you get Luigi and a, a pink Yoshi is pretty cool. Yeah, you had to think it was only a matter of time before they added Luigi and other characters. But I don't to know the... if this set's worth fifty dollars though. I would expect a lot more for sixty bucks. Yeah. The Lego set? Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like the T shirt though. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that T shirt's pretty nice. And the thing is, like the the Lego Mario sets are really cool. You know, in the Target near my house, they have a display set where you can actually move Mario through some of the the sets or whatever. And the whole interactive portion is really cool, but it's a lot of money to throw down yeah. on Legos. That's the thing. One, like every time, now, every time I go into Walmart, they always have the 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 Super Mario Lego sets like out in the middle of the aisle like as I have to walk past the the toy section which I have to put blinders on so I don't go in the toy section because I will buy all the Masters of the Universe stuff if I go in there <laughs> so but I have to walk past the the Lego toys and every time I walk through there I'm like oh I want to get this now 
I have the power yeah. to attack uh, them all. Dude, those Masters of the Universe reissue toys are badass, man. They're so cool. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, I want them. Let's see. Our next story comes to us from PRWeb.com. PiePacker launches online retro gaming platform with video chat on Kickstarter. PiePacker, the new free social gaming platform that allows users to play officially licensed retro games with friends online, today launched on Kickstarter. This was uh, this article was released on April 20th. At the crossroads of online multiplayer gaming and video chatting, PiePacker is a free and legal platform which provides instant access to officially licensed video games from a web browser without any download. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Through its Kickstarter campaign, PiePacker is offering early access to its platform along with an exclusive piece of technology developed for nostalgic retro gaming, the Pi Reader. This new retro gaming dock is equipped with adapters to import one's own retro gaming cartridges to the multiplayer world of PiePacker and play with their friends online with only one cartridge. This is awesome. Sign me yeah. up. So I'm wondering what it is. Is just it? Uh, it sort of just kind of rips the ROM from the actual cartridge and allows you to play online because the actual Pi Packer itself looks pretty cool, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't show any um, controllers or anything with it. So I wonder if it's compatible uh, with the original controllers, or you have to get like maybe a USB controller or something to work with it. Maybe so. That that's a good question, but just on that description alone, like I I want one, and we've yeah. talked about having something like this for years. Yeah, and now it's it's finally gonna happen. So I think this is great. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna check out the Kickstarter and uh, see if it's worth throwing money into, and if it is, uh, I might actually do this because this is. Something we've been talking about for a while. There should be a way to access retro games online and play with your friends. It's just, I don't know why that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to the developers of the Pie Packer. Yeah. Uh, for our last story, uh, Derek sent me this earlier today. Uh, from DigitalSpy.com, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 set photos reveal a surprising new addition. He's knuckling down. At work. Uh, Said photos have confirmed the surprise appearance of Knuckles. It was previously thought that the animated character might not have been part of the sequel, with Tails taking the spotlight instead. As you can see from the filming shots, uh, Knuckles will indeed join his speedy blue pal on the big screen. Uh, Knuckles, Tails, and Sonic are are represented through physical stand-in props uh, in the picture to help with the human performer's eye lines as they interact with the character. Um... Uh, co-writer Pat Casey teased that the follow-up could feature Knuckles after the Echidna tribe were seen in the first movie. Um, but yeah, this is a... Uh, I wouldn't mind having these props <laughs> to right. just set up at the house. These look really cool. It was interesting because in the behind-the-scenes features on the, the Blu-ray, they actually show you James Marsden or... Is it James Marsden or James Marsters? I always confuse James the two. Marsden. I believe it's Marsden. Yeah. Of him interacting with the Sonic prop that's there. And it's weird because it looks like the pre-Sonic before they went back and changed him. So it looks really yeah. Cool. yeah. 
So uh, seeing that interaction was pretty interesting, but I mean, it's been said for months that Knuckles was probably going to be in the film. So like, I, I don't consider this too much of a spoiler. Yeah. If these, if these are like the size of what the characters are going to be, like Knuckles looks pretty jacked yeah compared to what <laughs> i thought he would look like he is a beefy boy yeah he is I mean, a beefy boy if if what sonic is roughly like what three and a half feet tall mm -hmm. knuckles looks like he's easily five feet tall you because you yeah, compare him to the guy that's setting up the he's kind of bent over but he's setting up the sonic character and it looks like knuckles would be almost like shoulder height to him yeah, which I mean, I think makes sense because you know in the comics, Knuckles looks roughly the same size yeah. as Sonic. But you think of who the character is; he should be bigger, he should be bulkier. Yeah, because I'm excited. That's his, that's his thing. But no, I'm I'm very excited for this movie, and it, it's it can't get here soon enough. Right, I know. I'm I'm surprised that this is the last article you guys had. Did you not watch the Mortal Kombat Seven Minutes? No, I didn't. I don't. I, I, I told myself I wasn't going to because I want to see the movie fresh. It's seven minutes. No, dude, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I want to see. I want to go in that movie with fresh eyes. I don't want to know anything till I'm watching it. Have you watched any movie ever? I know it's going to know what happens in this movie. <laughs> I yeah, but that's the thing. Like this, I, the trailer was enough for me. I'm like, you got me with the trailer. I don't need the seven minutes. Just give me the movie. Well, fine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna still go. To, this is the first time I'm going to go to a movie theater since the pandemic. Really nice. Yeah. Awesome. So this is the movie that's gonna do it for me. Well, I got HBO Max, so I'm gonna get a pizza and sit on the couch and watch it in the comfort of my own home. I do too. But it's weird that you would have like the. The, the cinematic purity to want to go in fresh, but you're not going to go to the theater to watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I might. We'll see. Hey, you are weird. <laughs> uh, I want to see it on a slightly larger screen yeah. than the one I have. But, I but that's the to. advantage of having HBO Max is like with Godzilla vs. Kong, I saw it in theaters. Right. But then when I wanted to watch it again, I'm like, oh, it's on HBO Max. So I'll just watch it. Again. So. I, I'm stoked for Mortal Kombat, by the way. Like that movie looks yeah, exactly yeah. how it should, mm -hmm. it's and beautiful. I it's it's gonna be great. I mean, you know, Sub Zero stabs a guy with his own blood. I mean, I, right. you got me right there. Oh, there. There's like literally, this is the first seven minutes of the movie, and the cinematography is beautiful. The acting is fantastic. It reminds me of the great kung fu movies from China and Japan yeah. from the 90s. Yeah. And there is a line that gave me goosebumps at the end. And, you know, and nobody's speaking English in it because it's, you know, in J this particular part of the movie is not in any English speaking country. And yeah. it's it just, it was, it was great. And, if you want to know what the line is, I put it on my Facebook page because it's part of the seven minutes that they decided was going to be good enough to show to everybody. So I was like, I'll just put that out there. <laughs> That's the first seven minutes of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. When does it drop? Friday night or Friday, Friday night. night? Yes. Yep. I'll be there. I, 
I hope that now we have a trend of good video game movies. I mean, that's I've been saying it for years. All we need is one. Yep. And, and right. more will follow. We got it with Sonic and Mortal Kombat looks really good. So hopefully more to come. I mean, I know the Mario movie's coming out next year, so. Uh, well, well the, the difference being that the people making them are the people who grew up with them. So yes. I think that that's going to be the big factor that heads into the, the, the renaissance of video game movies. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Um, that's why I'm ready to see uh, a Legend of Zelda series. Either, I don't care where it is, HBO Max, Netflix, I don't care. Just give it to, who would be the person you'd want to do uh, a Legend of Zelda, you know, series? Like, I'm hey, available. Yeah, I'm available too. <laughs> <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think it it should be a Japanese filmmaker. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And would you guys would you rather see it be animated or live action? Yes, I, Rampage, I, a Metroid Netflix series would be great too. I either I think I think I would lean, I would lean towards live action, but if I got an anime, I would be perfectly fine with it. Yeah. Because we saw how good Castlevania was. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're doing a Metroid series, I want it to be, like, aliens. Like, you know, like, that's the tone I want for a Metroid series. Yeah. Agreed. Just get James Cameron to do it. Tell him to screw off with all that Avatar crap and go go make a Metroid series. <laughs> it's been over a decade, Jim. Yeah, it's been Jim's too long, been Jim. <laughs> too long. Here, do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, let's go into uh, now. We're gonna do shout outs before we go into our main topic for tonight. So, Derek, take it away. Yes, sir. So, as always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/NerdCaveRetro. We want to shout out Armes Jackson, Axblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, aka Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Randy Bailey. Tyler Watson, Justin Olson, Brandon Rutledge, Donner Party of Five, Gus and Penny, and Jason May. Thank you guys so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on here at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. And because you have kept us at the $50 level, we will continue to do fun commentary tracks like our previous one, The Real Ghostbusters and The Muppet Show. So we've got to do our uh, April one later on this month. So be on the lookout for that. And if you want to vote on show topics as well, just head on over to patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. And here's a little taste of what we're talking about tonight. When the clock strikes half past six, babe, time to head for It's a Mac tonight! Yeah! Cha 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 I'm sorry. song is burned into my brain. <laughs> uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about, of course, our top five weirdest advertising mascots. Uh, this is an ongoing conversation we've had for about a month now. We're finally going to sit down and talk about it. So... 
Um, we're going to do it uh, round robin style. So we'll start off with our top five, our number five on our list. And we're going to start off with Mr. Phelps. Mr. Phelps, take it away. Mine is in no particular order, but I felt that the first one I should speak about are the Quiznos monkey things. <laughs> Let me... And I don't... I'm going to yes, look that go. up and see what those... Uh, let's see. Quizno, how do, do, I, do I just type Quiznos? Quiznos uh, sponge probably. monkeys. Wait, uh, monkeys. <laughs> yes, Quiznos subs! Here we go. Subs uh, are a dollar. Actually, that's the first thing on Google is uh, the sponge monkeys, the weirdest ad, ad and mascot of all time, question mark. It's like, you know... Ah, here we go. I'm going to put this up on the screen for the chat. <laughs> Uh-oh, hold on. Uh, you guys keep talking. I'll, uh, I'll, get it. I'll get it up here in just a second. <laughs> you know, whenever we decided we were going to have this discussion, there this was one of the first commercials that I thought of, because I remember just being like a combination of mesmerized and horrified. Right. Because <laughs> it, it was based off of uh, another commercial that Quizno saw and was like, oh, this is great. So they just literally ripped the commercial and replaced the lyrics. It, it was it was amazing because it made me want to go to Subway. Oh my god, uh, they have <laughs> plush toys? These things are horrifying. Right? Yes, <laughs> Quizno subs! I mean, why are you... No! It's... And then you... And then you they said that having a rat in the kitchen in Ratatouille was a lot, but man, these things, you're making sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't just get it. This. Like who was smoking isn't around anymore. Who was smoking what when they, when they did this? Right. What were they smoking? And can we have some? Yeah. Can I have some please? <laughs> <laughs> Probably legal somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I have a prescription. Uh, all right, so uh, so Derek, what is your number five pick? So this is another one that I instantly thought of whenever we decided we were going to do this topic. I loved going to Disney as a kid. I remember going for the first time, and then I remember going to Universal. But there's another theme park that used a uh, an elderly dancing gentleman. Damn it! <laughs> that was... That was my number one. I was hoping you guys wouldn't pick that. <laughs> I've got, I've got <laughs> alternates just in case this happens. So oh, yes, he was on my list too. I was saying that was a woman in heavy makeup in that yes. in those commercials. Yep. There we go. I yep. got it up on the screen right now. <laughs> Mr. Six. <laughs> Mr. Six. Who thought that was a good idea? Like that is the, was the most weirdest and frightening commercial ever. So I looked up the original commercial and it shows this like suburban neighborhood. Everyone's out in their yard doing yard work. This giant bus with the flags show up. This old man pops out and he just kind of looks around and then the song starts and he just starts dancing and everybody's just staring at him. And you see this one guy just start bobbing his shoulders a bit. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, th this isn't creepy whatsoever. Like you don't, I don't, this doesn't make me want to go to Six Flags. It makes me want to go, like, like with Quiznos, it makes me want to go to another theme park. Yeah. I'm going to Cedar Fair. 
I didn't. <laughs> that ad mascot made me not want to go to Six Flags. Yeah. Because, like, you go to Six Flags, what if you run into that guy? Yeah. And what if he tries to, to dance with you? You're like, no. <laughs> Ain't happening. Probably not. <laughs> not at all. No. It was it was so weird and frightening. I, I don't know what, what, what. I mean, they had to have come up with different mascots. Like, here, you know, you ha- when you as a, as a graphic designer slash you know advertising agent, you have to have multiple things for you know the the CEOs or whatever to look at. Who saw this, Mister Six, and was like, "That's it, that's that's the, the thing one we're gonna go with." Yeah, <laughs> I wonder that about a lot of things. I don't know. So for uh, my number five, of course, is uh, what started this conversation, the Noid from Domino's Pizza. Um, let me look up the Wikipedia. I want to read about the Noid. When he's... Avoid the Noid. Come Avoid to Domino's. Let's see. He was uh, an advertising character created in the 80s, clad in a red, skin-tight, rabbit-eared bodysuit. Um. He was a physical manifestation of all the challenges inherent in getting pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less. But there's not many. (laughs) He, of course, had the pizza crusher. And I I guess, you know, once uh, Domino's had too many lawsuits against them for, you know, delivery drivers getting in accidents to get get to places within 30 minutes. I guess they had to to dump the whole Noid thing. But uh, I remember as a kid, I had a ton of those little plastic, um, you know, little figurines that you couldn't bend them or move them or anything. They were just little plastic figurines. I had a couple of the Noids. Uh, Of course, I had a bunch of California raisins. Um, Oh, yes. Yep. I had a bunch of Smurfs, uh, Snoopy ones, and I, I, don't, I don't remember where they came from. They just kind of like, I guess if you were a kid in the 80s, they just kind of appeared in your bedroom. In your bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> like well, the underpants gnomes? Yeah, they, you, don't, you don't know where they came from. They just like little elves came in your room at night and gave you little plastic toys. Mom, there's an entire band of raisins <laughs> singing in my bedroom. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Wally, what, it will be your number four. Uh, I was going to go with, uh, mucus, uh, from mucinex. <sighs> yep. Yes. That was actually one of my alternates. It, he is gross. <laughs> and I understand that mucinex is literally a medicine that breaks up mucus and makes you spit it out. Uh-huh. But it's a product that makes you that breaks up mucus and makes you spit it out. What the, what are you doing? <laughs> why do you need a mascot for that anyway? Like, why no, do you even no. need commercials for that? That should just be something like, oh, I have, you know, my head's blocked up. I can't breathe. I'm just going to go to the drugstore and get, you know, whatever's in the drug aisle to, to do this. Do you really need an advertising campaign for that type of thing? I mean, we're talking about it, so I guess it works. <laughs> it made an impression. Maybe right? not a good one, but it made an impression. It's kind of like impression the, is poor. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like the way uh, 
electric companies advertise, like Mississippi Power here or Coast Electric. Like you I are our only option. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have a choice. Like, why are you advertising? No idea. That's a good stand-up no premise. Rampage says one of his favorites is comedian Paul Rodriguez is the original Pepsi Man. I don't remember that. Sorry, I've purged Pepsi Man from my yeah. mind. Reminds me of uh, Mr. Isuzu. Remember Mr. Isuzu back in the 80s? That was a weird mascot. All right, so where are we at? Derek, your your number four pick. Yeah, so my number four has already been mentioned, but it is the Sponge Monkeys from from Quizno Subs. Again, it's I remember seeing that commercial and just had no idea what I just watched because <laughs> I was just so like... The song was just so bad. Like, I felt like it almost <laughs> innovated the so bad it's memorable type of spot. Yeah. It's just like the... Because there, there is a appeal for that really poor animation. Because I think they did uh, another commercial with the Sponge Monkeys. Or something along those lines of, like, the, the poor type of animation. But, yeah, every time I would see those commercials, they would just combination of intrigued and horrified right <laughs> i'm looking at paul rodriguez pepsi man because that makes me think of what you had to endure a few weeks ago with pepsi man <laughs> oh he's actually wearing the costume okay i have to see this now okay i'm throwing this up in the on discord real quick so yeah he's actually in the costume the pe- original Pepsi Man costume. That is so weird. I want to, I want to wear this. <laughs> this was 1993. I, I should have remembered this, but I don't at all. No, I, I had no recollection of Pepsi Man until like a few weeks ago. Weird. Uh, for weird. my number four pick, uh, The Grimace from McDonald Land. <laughs> He, I know he's supposed to be an up, upside-down shake. He's not an upside-down shake, and I couldn't unsee it. But a few weeks ago on Twitter, someone put a picture of a purple dildo, or no, purple butt plug, <laughs> up against a picture of the Grimace. And now I can't unsee it. <laughs> well, and Wally <laughs> pulls a... Grimace <laughs> pop toy off the shelf next to him. This I mean, episode of Nerd Cave Retro is brought to you by <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah. So what exactly was the Grimace? I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, the whole McDonald land thing is kind of weird, but I kind of get it because they were going after kids, you know, for like the the... You know, the toys, well, not just the toys, but, you know, the Happy Meals and all that stuff. And McDonald's was a children's place when we were kids, especially when I was a kid. It was aimed for kids. Um, Well, the weird thing is, is I know way too much about this. The the McDonald Land uh, commercial started in the 70s as a way to get kids to come and buy it because the Happy Meal was not out yet. But it was... Uh, influenced very heavily by Sid and Marty Croft. Yeah. 
who did the uh, you know HR puffin stuff. Show. Yeah, it's definitely got that vibe. I never really got into those McDonald's characters. Like even Ronald McDonald, I never really got into. Even as a kid, I never got into the appeal of like him, Grimace, the Hamburglar. Was it Birdie? Was yeah. the other one? Yeah. Well, I liked the McDonald's stuff when I was a kid, you know. But as I got older, I was just like, "What is all this?" Like, the only ones I really cared about whenever I was growing up were the Chicken Nuggets. Yeah. They yeah. all had different outfits. They all had the funniest uh, Halloween commercials too. Right. And they came in a little bucket that you yeah. could use to go trick or treating with. It was nice. <laughs> I miss the eighties. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, Wally, let's go to your number three. I'm going to go with a, this is, might be the most recent one on our list. Uh, Baby Nut. Who? From Planners. Oh, uh, oh Baby yes. Nut, yeah. yeah. Where they murdered Mr. Peanut. <laughs> what? Was that and about? And he was replaced <laughs> with a baby nut. And I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it was baby nut. <laughs> that was its name. Uh, I mean, he was a cute little guy, but uh, with a top hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I am appalled. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could you murder Mr. Peanut? Right. He was the pinnacle of sophistication. What sick <laughs> bastard came up with that idea? A hundred percent. I don't know. That's that's yeah. something I didn't like. Why did he have to be murdered? I mean, why couldn't he just have retired? Or I don't know. Or, or it was, it was a die, Super Bowl he... commercial. Yeah, it, it was a Super Bowl commercial for last year. And I understand we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but that was the worst thing that happened all year. <laughs> uh, uh, so nothing quite had the impact of yeah. the death. Of oh, it's baby nut. It's baby nut. <laughs> so the impact of baby nut. <laughs> let's, let's which move. is also the name of my autobiography. Yeah. I played bass for baby <laughs> nut back in the 90s. So Derek, what's your number three? My number three is one that was, when we first started having this discussion, was introduced to me, and that is the soothing tones of Mac Tonight. Yes. I mean, it's a giant moonhead serenading you, wanting you to go to McDonald's late at night, take your girl out. What can be better, what can be better than that? What's more romantic? Exactly. Besides everything else. <laughs> It's such a weird concept. Uh, and I, I actually, when I captured the audio earlier, I watched the commercial and it it brought back, like instantly just brought back memories of being a kid and seeing this commercial. Um, and it, it was such a, uh, it was so different than it, and weird that it just, it stuck in your brain, especially with that song. Like I know every lyric to that, commercial like the the changed words to mac the knife um which you can go and watch a, a defunct land on you youtube about mac tonight and uh for this was a, it was just a weird time for mcdonald's because they were trying to get away from being looked at as a, a children's restaurant 
So they get this weird moon face guy to let adults know that you can go there for dinner, <laughs> I guess, and you know, bring your date. Bring your date to McDonald's. Arch Deluxe. <laughs> come, come to McDonald's. Throw a burger down a throat. And you know, and see what happens. Hey. So I, I don't know. Not really big neck that'll be served. Now available the McHot Dog. Yeah. I mean, you look at McDonald's now, and the the aesthetic of McDonald's is so different than what it was when I was a kid. Like, you know, we, you go to McDonald's, and it just it, it's so drab. Like, the, it's more muted colors and dark colors now there's not not that bright you know like place that it was when you were a kid and uh, even the play place like it, it's indoors there's no you know uh, uh what's the what was the burger guy the the not is it big mac who was the um the constable oh, big constable mac. big mac and, yes and he had like the cage yeah. The cage yeah. in his mouth that I was deathly afraid to get into because I was like, if I get in there, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back out again. Right. And it was a thousand degrees. So, yeah. you know, and it was a metal slide. Yeah. That, yeah, so, also, yeah. Also, you know, Rampage brings up Mayor McCheese. <laughs> and uh, so the, all those other kind of side characters from McDonald Land. You just, uh, it's just such a, a different place than it was when we were kids like i guess this must have been the the turning point for mcdonald's to do their you know 30 year journey to becoming a a place that's not looked at as a kid's place well now it's not looked at as a place so it's they've been losing business for years yeah well, because it's not exactly the most healthiest thing on the planet. Even the salads are 2,000 calories. Right. Yeah. Which makes them the best. Yeah, and Rampage brought up uh, their pizza. You remember when McDonald's did pizza there for a while? Ask about our McPizza. Yeah, they had the little sign. It wasn't even on the menu. Yeah. It was like a sign that they had. Hey, we have pizza. They did try to do, uh, one time in the early 2000s, they did a... um a chicken Parmesan sandwich that was really good. And they never brought it back, which I don't understand because it was so good. But yet every year they trot out that nasty McRib that tastes like pig ass (laughs) slathered in sauce. I enjoy eating that ass, sir. It is not good. It's so bad. The McRib, I've had one McRib in my hey, life, and it was so... When do you go to McDonald's for good food? <laughs> I go there. I Now, whenever I go to McDonald's, I just get a Big Mac. That's what I get every time I go there. It's the one sandwich that is consistently good, the Big Mac. I don't even like the, the quarter pounder like now. like really? I used to like a good quarter pounder. I got one... The other day, that was so greasy, it like the it leaked through the box. <laughs> I'm like, this is no. Oh, I need the. I want that pink slime back. I don't want your real 100% beef. <laughs> <laughs> you know the reason why they never brought back those the that specialty sandwich is because it, that was another one of their ploys to try to get adults in the doors. 
to just eat and it, no one was buying them. So it's it, it's funny, the same time frame, they took away the spicy McChicken sandwich and replaced it with a McChicken sandwich that was far more expensive and less good and, yeah. and smaller. And, you know, I, I was so angry that I just didn't go back. And it's like, your plan is backfiring, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Yeah, Rampage said he uh, loved when they did the VHS sales with Purchase. Uh, he got Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I remember that, yeah, they had a partnership with Paramount. Yeah, I remember Pizza Hut did the same thing. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. early 2000s where you could go and get, like, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, yeah. It was, it was pizza and a movie. That was their advertising thing. Like, come get a pizza and get a, a DVD. Yeah, that was a... I don't remember that. Yeah, that was their advertising for a while. Uh, so where are we at? Uh, the number three spot? Um, the number I, three... I listed mine. The number three spot for me uh, goes, of course, to... The one, the only, Burger King. Burger King. I... What were they thinking with this? <laughs> he is a legend. Uh, you know, originally he was just a guy that was dressed like a king, and then when they brought him back with that plastic head and terrifying soulless eyes, it changed everything, really. <laughs> and that one commercial where they were advertising breakfast, and uh -huh. the lady wakes up in the morning yep. and rolls over in the bed, and he's in the bed with her and offers her a plate of croissants, like, no, that dude would get stabbed or whatever I had handy at the time, he would be stabbed with. <laughs> this, is, this is where we differ. I would have had a croissant first. <laughs> I would have killed him and then had the croissant. Which I will admit, the, the sandwich is, is delectable. It's one of my favorite yes. breakfast items to get. I love a good sandwich. Uh, I used to play drums for Death Quest Sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I think if uh, if I had to get fast food breakfast, uh, I think Burger King uh, knocks that one out of the park for me. Like, I like a good McGriddle, or uh, you know, I like I like the McGriddles, but man, th those Quest Sandwiches are damn near delectable. It's been a while since I've had one, but they are delicious. Yeah, I don't eat them often, but when I do, I enjoy the hell out of it. It's tough to beat a good like breakfast sandwich, whether it's like a sandwich or like a good biscuit. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to beat. Yeah. So let's go to the number two spot. What you got number for number two, Wally? The scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> scrubbing bubbles. Let me look that up on Google so real quick. They're, I mean, the thing with the scrubbing bubbles, I understand what they're doing, the 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 company, but like, it's they they almost look like tiny like baby Cthulhu's. Yeah, that are cleaning your bathtub. <laughs> There's a picture here on Google of a bunch of angry little scrubbing bubbles, and it looks like something out of my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you know, whenever I first, like, they've been around forever, so whenever I was a kid, it's just, hey, scrubbing bubbles, that's a thing. But the more I think about them, the more it terrifies me. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I don't buy the product because I don't want the little weird tentacled bubbles <laughs> cleaning my bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my shower, you little creeps. Stop staring at that's another thing. I didn't want like, you know, they ha they they have sentience. Yeah. And then you 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 wash them down the drain. It's weird. <laughs> So what about you, Derek? What's your uh, what's your number two spot? My number two, I think, is the most recent on my list, and this was another Super Bowl commercial, and I simply call it "Sexy Mr. Clean." It's when <laughs> so this Mr. Clean is it's like a complete CG character is cleaning this woman's house, and she's getting all hot and bothered about it, and then it turns out to be her husband but she imagines him as mr clean and then she jumps him on the couch to end the commercial and i'm like the fact that she's getting like her jollies her jollies from this is like making me so <laughs> uncomfortable you know how many times people call me mr clean <laughs> always i do not look like mr clean you For one thing not, no. i have a beard and my eyebrows are not white, and I'm not wearing a hoop earring. And I am not that ripped at all. Come with me if you want to clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, get I with that. I have some scrubbing bubbles in the back. Mr. Clean and scrubbing bubbles coming after you in a nightmare? That's horrifying. <laughs> right? Even worse, <laughs> Mr. Clean doing a sexy shimmer. Oof, no. By the couch. Uh, this so, one from being a clean podcast to not, and that is ironic, sir. Um, so for my number two slot, I of course had Mac tonight. Uh, he was he made it pretty high up on my list, so um, I might have to replace him with uh, Crest Kids. Do you remember the Crest Kids back in the eighties? Yeah. Is is it the uh, Crest Kids? I didn't think they were weird, though. <laughs> uh, or, or maybe not the Crest Kids, but they were like a superhero team. Oh, that that shit. Yeah, yeah what okay. were they I called? What, talking about. what were they called, though? I don't know, but I don't think they were kids. They were just superheroes that, you know, brush your teeth or, you know, chew these red things. They'll show you where your teeth are fucked up. Yeah, I can't even Google it. Like, it doesn't even come up. Like... The only reference I have... Oh, wait, no, here it is. I have a picture of it. Um, I will put it up in Discord. Uh, ten... It doesn't even say what they're called. There was like the Crest Team or something like that. But I remember yeah. the commercials when I was a kid, and they would like go inside these huge mouths and clean teeth, and it was just really weird. It was just a right. weird thing. Didn't make me want to brush my teeth. It was just weird. <laughs> I want to say these were shown at the dentist I went to as a kid because this looks really familiar. And yeah, they yeah. had PSAs that they had for kids. That's probably what I saw. Yeah, they had um, it, they advertised a lot. If you go to look in um, uh, comic books from the early to mid '80s, you'll see a lot of Crest Team yeah. superhero advertisements in comic books from that time. Cavity creeps. Our, uh, Rampage. I remember they do remember they they fought the cavity creeps. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that was a weird thing. Uh, so let's move on to uh, Wally. 
we at number one? Yeah, this is number one. Uh, and I'm going to go with, and I had a lot of, uh, let me, let me go through my honorable mention. No, you know what? No, I'm not going to because you might have one on yours, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's the original Ronald McDonald. Yeah. He's pretty creepy. He was terrifying. He had the shag hair, a small, a children's soda cup on his nose, a tray. I mean, he, he looked like a hobo. Is that an offensive term nowadays? He he looked like he was some sort of transient who dressed in garbage. <laughs> I don't know. It Let's was see if I can bad. Find a picture original. And who who's the weatherman that that played him? Um, Willard Scott, I think his name was. Was it Willard Scott? Mm-hmm. Holy crap! I forgot about this. Yeah. That so is... he's like. Come on down to McDonald's, kids. Oh it's my! Like, no, I will not. This is n- <laughs> nightmare fuel. <laughs> right. I oh no, I'm God. not even. <laughs> Everybody's like, "This is horrible." <laughs> <laughs> is he wearing a cup on his nose? Yes, that's what I just said. What the hell is on his head? It is a tray. It, it is a tray that he is wearing on his head. Wow. All right, I'm just gonna stop looking at that. This is. This is up there on my list now. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be my new number one. Wow. But yes, that's my that is my number one. The terrifying Willard Scott Ronald McDonald. <laughs> version 1.0. That's a great choice. All right. So Derek, we're at your number one. It's already been mentioned, but it was a no-brainer, my number one. It is the man. The myth, the legend, his royal highness, the Burger King. <laughs> he was so, <laughs> so, so great. They made a video game after him. Right? Nick King. Yes. Which at, at some point I will play when I feel like torturing myself. Yeah, you, right. can, you can pretty much just go to any retro game shop and they'll just give those away for free. <laughs> <There Right>. Just <laughs> millions of those floating out there in the world. Because I, I think, think the objective, GameStop. I think the objective of that game is literally to sneak up on people and give them food. That is exactly what it is. I don't mind if you I sneak think. up on me and give me food, but if you're wearing a creepy mask, I'll take the food, but get away from me. <laughs> but I, I remember seeing a still of the Sneak King video game where he's coming out of the trash, and I'm like, would you really feel that the integrity of that burger is enough for you to be able to eat it? Yeah. <laughs> Rampage brings up a good point. Uh, his number one is the Kool-Aid man. How does a glass pitcher bust through solid brick walls? Also, is he the liquid or is he the pitcher? Which actually me and you wrote a, a nerd tunes that we published a few years ago. Right. <laughs> we yeah. sure did. Of him. Now, part of my stand-up has a mention of the Kool-Aid man. Uh, it's just a, my doctor uh, thinks so down on me being an overweight guy that I know that he expects me to go through the walls if I'm wearing a red shirt and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the Kool-Aid man, though. That was such a good mascot, though. That made me yeah. actually work. That made me want to drink Kool-Aid when right. I was a kid. Fuck, I'm thirsty right now. <laughs> uh, for my number one, of course, we already talked about him, the terrifying... Mr. Six. Um, there's not much else I can say about him, so I'll throw in um, 
a runner-up, which this necessarily isn't necessarily uh, an an advertising mascot, but when Hostess Pies used comic book heroes as their uh, spokesman was weird. And I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine, we found uh, an old Batman um, Hostess Pie ad that we laughed at for hours because it was basically Batman beating the shit out of people and then giving them a Hostess Pie. (laughs) And I'm like... This is the best thing ever. Like well, you come in and bat- <laughs> Batman punches you in the mush, and then when you're in the back of the police car, he gives you a hostess pie. You know, you, you don't have any teeth to eat it with, so at least it's soft. What are your troubles? Yeah, because they used the Hulk. You know, they used pretty much every. They had Spider Man. Like they used yeah. everybody to advertise hostess pies, and it worked. Because I love to eat Hostess Pie. I wanted a Hostess Pie in my lunch when I was a kid because I was in love with comic books. And hell, if it was good enough for Spider-Man and the Hulk, it was good enough for me. Good logic. Very good logic. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I had a couple of extras. We got through most of mine. But I have two that I think we did not say. Yes, two that we didn't say. And that is the Frito kit, the the Frito Bandito, Frito Bandito, a, a very racist caricature of a Mexican fellow who sells Fritos, um, and Twinkie the Kid. Ah, yes, Twinkie the Kid, which was a cowboy that was a Twinkie, and uh, <laughs> remember Twinkie the Kid. When you say that. No, it is not the sequel to Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> it is it is an actual honest to god character that was supposed to sell Twinkies to children. Uh, and it was a and let's see, Twinkie the kid. Let me pull that up in the Google here. I just remember he's been around longer than all of us. Like Yes, he has, yes. I don't know That's if he's Bandito. I don't know if he's still on the Twinkie boxes but i loved twinkie the kid when i was a kid like i saw him and it made me happy because i knew i was about to eat a twinkie and twinkies are good i don't care what they anybody are. says twinkies are delicious yes. and if this twinkie represented all of the paranormal activity that is normal in new york city <laughs> it would be a twinkie the size, <laughs> size of a bus <laughs> and zingers That's are not <laughs> Zingers are not a good replacement for Twinkies. Oh God, no! the 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 whole icing situation makes yeah. it awful. No, I if it, I I I think in the end of the world, I'll probably be a lot like uh, Woody Harrelson in um, Zombieland. Zombieland, and I'm going to be on the hunt for uh, anything Hostess or or you know a Twinkie because they're delicious. And they're not nutritious, but they're everything a growing boy needs. They are also, uh, they also actually expire. So I, I warn you, (laughs) (laughs) I have had a bad Twinkie before. (laughs) I don't know. I've seen, I've seen Twinkies before, uh, that are 
out of the package and have been under glass for like two decades and they still look the ex- it still looks as fresh as the day it was made. You eat it, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Rampage, you can save me all the snowballs because unlike most people, I enjoy coconut. I love coconut. I love coconut. I love cake. coconut. Yeah. I don't like marshmallow and that makes yeah, me not want that's damn my, snowball. That's my thing. I'm not a marshmallow fan, but if I if that's all they have, they're out of Twinkies. I'll pick up a snowball and eat it. It's not disgusting. It's not it's my weird. first you choice. Keep on assuming I love marshmallows because I like Ghostbusters. <laughs> like just because this film includes a giant marshmallow man doesn't mean I want to eat a marshmallow. Now I like I'm not a fan of marshmallows, but I do love marshmallow fluff in my hot cocoa because marshmallow fluff ah. is great in cocoa. That I never would have thought that. You should try it. It's lovely. I refuse. <laughs> of course, it'll be another eight, nine months before it's cold enough to enjoy a, a good yeah. hot cocoa. I'm going to drink hot cocoa right after the show. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, go put, some, uh, go put some fluff in it, some marshmallow fluff. I don't have any fluff. I'm not, well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it for tonight. That was our uh, top five. Weirdest advertising mascot. I think we pretty much covered everything that's been strange and weird about advertising over the last 40-plus years. Um, and yes, Rampage, you, something, you are Rampage, you are inhuman about eating ketchup on your hot dog. That might actually have to be another discussion we have right. one night because ketchup does not belong... It, if you put a lot of mustard... I can forgive somebody putting ketchup on my hot dog if there's a lot of mustard to cover it but plain hot dog with just ketchup primary condiment is unnatural (laughs) that some would consider to be unnatural literally what i was thinking is like palpatine (laughs) would approve (laughs) so fellas well um let's go ahead and start winding it down here uh wally you got anything going on you want to throw out there to the lovely listeners well, uh, you can follow me online at the Real Big Wall on, uh, who? What things am I on? Uh, Instagram, uh, the Twitch, and on Twitter, uh, I am Wally is funny on Facebook. Oh, and on YouTube, I'm uh, the Real Big Wall, and you'll see a lot of Fortnite stuff uh, that's on there. Uh, there's a great little clip of uh, somebody trying to grieve somebody they just killed by do- by rickrolling them. So I run up behind the guy and shoot him in the back of the head <laughs> before he can do it. And uh, so, yeah, we, we have a lot of fun. Uh, Rampage is always on there with me. And uh, we have ourselves a, a grand old time. Uh, we make a great team. And uh, be on the lookout for my new podcast, Talking to a Wall, where I give advice to people that they will not take. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. So what about you, Derek? What you got going on this week? Yeah, so this week on the Derek Diamond Experience, I list, uh, we mentioned top five here. I do top five movies from the 90s. Yes. One of the hardest lists that I've had to come up with. I had almost 10 honorable mentions. (laughs) It was crazy. That and I whine about the Oscars because I think it's almost an irrelevant ceremony at this point. But you can find that out on 
this week's podcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. The show's available anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, my first short film, The Parker Syndrome, is now available on YouTube, which you can find at the Anchor of Reality Films YouTube page. So just search for that, and you can find The Parker Syndrome. Yes. Uh, and also along with Parker Syndrome, Monsters Anonymous is now available on YouTube. Uh, it is no longer on Amazon Prime. It is for free on YouTube. Just look up the Monsters Anonymous page, and uh, it'll be right there. Um, also, this week uh, on the Open Micers podcast, we talked about hecklers, and uh, it was a pretty good conversation. And my cat is joining me here uh, for the end of the show. <laughs> uh, so we talk about hecklers. That's going to drop on Friday. So go check it out at Open Micers on Twitter, and of course, Open Micers podcast on Facebook. And um, I think we're just about done here, fellas. What do you say? Let's Katie, do it. What are you doing? Get down. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get out of here. If you would like to email the show, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond and, of course, at the real big wall. Uh, buy some T-shirts and other merch over at ncrmerch.com. Uh, help support the show to do that. We're, um, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash NerdCaveRetro. And of course, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro, where you can throw us a couple bucks a month. Help keep us above that $50 level. Keep the lights on here, and we will do those commentary tracks for you every single month. If you can't do that, can't throw us a couple bucks, leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please, tell them what it's all about. Wow. Wow. Master Blaster runs by the town.